0: Hello everyone welcome to Season 9, Episode 3 of What's in a Pod, hosted by me, Ben Grabia. On today's episode, I'm joined by Mickey Kahn and Michael Webb to discuss the 1998 movie, Rounders. When picking movies to do on the pod, there's many, many things I think about. And the one thing I was thinking about when I was picking these podcasts for this Palooza, I was thinking about some actors or actresses that I really wanted to deep dive into. And I really wanted to do Matt Damon, and I really wanted to do Ed Norton. I was like, wow, there's a movie they're in together, a really great movie, but I really, really specifically want to hit on the Matt Damon piece. You guys are going to be surprised on some of the movies that this guy has been in and the career that he's been on, and I feel that he is severely, severely underrated in The Great Conversation. And why not talk about poker as well with a couple of friends and a gritty 90s drama? All my favorite things. So yeah, here we go. Listen, if you can't spot the sucker in the first 30 minutes of the table, then you are the sucker. Cue the music. Mike, welcome back to Rounders. What is the second episode of Podpalooza for each of you? Yes sir. Yep. How are you guys feeling? Going into some poker, some Matt Damon, some Ed Norton. How are we you feeling? Uh, it's going to be fun. I'm interested because earlier Mike Nickel and I talked about Happy Gilmore and like the sport of golf and I'm really interested to talk about Rounders and like poker is a sport, correct? Uh, it's a game. I don't know if I would be quick to call it a sport. I feel like a sport's a stretch. Yeah. Okay, but it's still like a game that everyone knows, and it's like has like a, like a, a, a cultural behind poker, right? Sure. There's yeah, a culture yeah, behind absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. There's something about just sitting around playing cards with your friends, but these guys are playing cards with their friends for thousands and thousands of dollars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let me do my basic back in the movie, and we'll get into it. Rounders was released on September 11th, 1998. A young reformed gambler must return to playing high-stakes poker to help a friend pay off loan sharks while balancing his relationship with his girlfriend and his commitments to law school. Written by David Levian and Brian Kopelman. Directed by John Dahl. Starring Matt Damon, Edward Norton, Gretchen Mole, John Totoro, and John Malkovich. It cost $12 million to make and made $22.9 million at the box office. So I'm gonna swing this to you guys. Rounders. So I remember when we were sitting around talking about these movies to do in rounders, and I was like, You guys wanna do rounders? And Mickey was like, Yeah, I think that's a good movie. I'm like, oh Mike, you know, like, you've probably seen rounders like hop on, and Mike's like, well, I haven't seen it before. I'm like, Alright, sweet. You gotta go weeks to wash it. Yeah. So, so, Mike, you watched it like very, very recently. Can you days. give me like two days ago? Okay. You exposed yourself, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted. Really, really, you to tell me, like, just raw thoughts on the movie. Like, what did you really, really think? So, I thought it was a great movie.
1: 30 minutes in, I felt like an idiot for not watching it sooner. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, it's a great movie. Um, I have some hot takes. Like, I don't like Edward Norton in the movie. Whoa, whoa. Yeah, it's not...
0: I just... Hulk ruined <laughs> it I Oh man I don't love him I just don't For me I think that he's like A really Interesting actor Because like He's like a A huge a, Like an a-hole In real life And And He Isn't liked very much By a lot of like People in Hollywood And stuff And it's interesting That he Does this movie Where like Everyone hates him In this movie And I think that This is his best role In my opinion Wow. That's my favorite Ed Norton performance. So, Wow. <laughs> Interesting. And Mickey, when's the first time you saw it? What was that like? I watched this during COVID. And we were talking about earlier how like you're on Netflix and you kind of just look up an actor. And mm-hmm. I was just kind of looking for Matt Damon movies. Yeah. And I just kind of stumbled upon this. And I wasn't expecting what I got. Mm-hmm. And I don't even think I was really expecting to see Edward Norton in this movie. And I was very, very pleased. I also didn't see this movie very long, not that long ago either, like maybe not even a year ago. And I've seen it like five times since. Wow. today. Or like the other day when I watched it for this episode. I love this movie and I want, just, I want to just get right into it. I want to talk about Matt Damon, right right off the rip. Okay. In a two year span, Matt Damon did these four movies. Goodwill Hunting, Saving Private Ryan, Rounders, and Talented Mr. Ripley. In two years. That's insane. He ripped off. If any actor said those are my four movies that I'm known for, they would be the be like, Hall of Fame. Like, that is a great career. Like, good for you, man. He did that in two years. Okay? Here are the movies that Matt Damon has led or co-led in in order of the year that came out. Goodwill Hunting. Sorry, not in order. A little bit out of order. Goodwill Hunting, the departed. The Talented Mr. Ripley, Rounders School Ties, The Bourne Franchise Contagion, The Last Duel and Air Here are the movies that Matt Damon is a supporting actor in. Saving Private Ryan The Ocean's Franchise True Grit, Interstellar and Oppenheimer most recently and I don't think that anybody talks about Matt Damon in any of the, the DiCaprios and the Denzels and any of that category and I really think that he should be put in there He's oh. also an amazing writer. Yeah. And has been doing fantastic things for the Writers Guild and the Writers Union as of late with mm. all the strike going on. Yeah. I got a lot of love for Matt Damon. Like, mm-hmm. you're, you're preaching to the choir a little bit, but, yeah. like, absolutely underrated. Underrated. Like, severely underrated. Like, out of all those movies, what do you think his best performance? Oh man, you're putting me on the spot now. I was not ready for that question. Goodwill, Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. If you get behind that. That's his, that's his best performance. Goodwill Hunting is an v- excellent answer to that question. I might have to piggyback off of that one. I think that Saving Private Ryan is probably the best movie he's been in. But like, obviously, it's not about him. Like, he is Private Ryan, but obviously, it's about like. Tom Hanks and war and like all that stuff and Spielberg and all that stuff, but he just happens to be in that movie, which is incredible. Man, I might nudge you on that, I man. I I think Interstellar might be a better movie than Saving Private Ryan, honestly. Hmm. But Interstellar would be a good answer for that question too. And he, I remember the first time I saw Interstellar, and, and like, yo, that's and a he, moment in movie history. And he right popped there. out of like that chamber. It's like what? It's Matt Damon. Oh my god, <laughs> Matt Damon's in this movie? That's based Basin <laughs> 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 Like yeah. And have you ever seen The Talented Mr. Ripley? I have not. Have no. You? I don't know. So it's like very typical Matt Damon in that peak of his time movie is he's like a troubled, really smart guy. So yeah, I was I was gonna ask you about that. Like, was there ever a point in Matt Damon's career where he was getting typecast as the low-key brilliant dude that has the million dollar mind that is disinterested in academia and wants to have kind of a hothead be, yeah a little bit of a hothead wants to be blue collar and not white collar but yeah. like was there ever a moment where like that was his lane because he's certainly broken out of that yeah well like save a private ryan is so in that, that run when he did those movies save a private ryan was kind of like he wasn't that character at all yeah correct rounders rounders is like more rounders like, he comes back to that and like. mr Ripley's also in in that range as well and then the departed he's just like a cop mm-hmm. and then uh school ties he's like that actually uh contagion and the born he's just like a guy last duel is just like a guy air like all these other movies he's just like a, another sort of character okay but so I don't think he really allowed that stigma to attach it to but himself. But if you look at the greats, Leo, when he he was just like Jack Dawson, like he's just like Romeo, he's just like a pretty boy, good-looking guy. Where Matt Damon was like same thing, pretty boy, good-looking guy, but like a little bit more like in depth, like he's like super smart, but like, like A little rougher like, around the edges. A Little rougher around the edges, yeah. Okay. Yeah.
1: Is there any movies? that would like bring him down if that makes sense does he have certain movies that like just like ruin his career is he downsizing no never
0: oh yeah that really hurts it don't ever watch it's like this movie where him i can't remember who the other no but it's like they shrink people because it's more efficient for the economy if like they can feed people crumbs instead of bread you know yeah Yeah, weird. Yeah, it's really weird, really bad. But, like, I really think that he doesn't have as many knocks as, like, a lot of other people. Huh.
1: But, like, if you're comparing, like, the Leo
0: D and, like... Well, let me look. So, I think downsizing is definitely one where you're like, dude, that's really bad. I can't believe you, like, were like, yeah, I'm going to do that movie. That's a really good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think, like... We really liked, you've never seen The Last Duel, right? No, I have not. We really liked The Last Duel, I feel like the community <coughs> is not as... Oh, so no, no. They, they also, I forgot The Martian, he also did that as well. Oh, right! Right. Yeah, that's a
1: great movie. Martian's a great movie. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah, I feel like, like I said on Last Duel, like, I a lot of people didn't really like it. I feel like that we really liked it because of how we saw it. We saw it with our friends, we saw it in the theater. Like, I also
1: had never even seen a preview on it, I didn't know what it was about, I literally just, Ben was like,
0: you want to go to a movie? I was like, yeah, let's go. I mean, the later Jason Bourne's maybe aren't as great. Like, the great, the movie, this movie called The Great Wall. I don't really love the original Jason Bourne. I really like it. Have you ever seen The Monuments Man? No. It's like a Clooney movie. He's in that. I've heard of that movie, though. That's Mm -hmm. the one where they're, I think it's like a war movie, and they're the ones that are after Hitler's, like, art Mm -hmm. collection or some shit. Yeah. Have you ever seen We Bought a Zoo? No, I, I, you know what? I think I've seen parts of that movie, but he's I'm, in that too. He's in Invictus, which is also a good movie too. Cat. He really doesn't have that many, like, not he's in Arthur, he plays himself in Arthur. <laughs> Wait, whoa, like the, the TV show Arthur, really? The kids show, yeah, he just plays himself. Anyways, I, that's a good question. I don't think he has as many knocks as like a lot of people, a lot of people do, but that's why he's up there, man.
1: Mm, I, I would agree, he's up there.
0: I was just wondering why, like, the popular vote would be that he wouldn't be he doesn't make as much movies he doesn't make as many movies as other people either Like he doesn't do as much anymore like he's like every couple of years now because he's I think he's like a family man he likes to be he's like a dad man he's just a normal dude like I think if I saw him at a restaurant I don't think I would sprint to go see him because I just don't think he like is that I think he'd be cool if I saw him. Okay, too. that's a whiteface lie. I know if Ben saw Mad Damon anywhere, he would start fangirling immediately. Boys, boys, that's Mad Damon over there! Oh my god! Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> I, like, I've always thought of Mad Damon as, like, kind of more artsy than the typical, like, A-lister. Like, what are the huge blockbusters that Mad dude, like, the big, like, action movie, like, popcorn movie that he's Born. been in outside yeah, of the, the Born. Contagion, like, would you say, is a big... Absolutely book? not. Like, Contagion... The Last Duel is a, block a blockbuster. I stand... The Last Duel is a blockbuster. I stand by Contagion is one of the scariest movies I've ever seen in my life. And, like, I never thought of it as, like, this, like, big, like, jump-scary horror movie. But when I went to school the next day after I saw Contagion and somebody coughed, I started shitting my pants. (laughs) (laughs) Would you say that Interstellar and Oppenheimer are like top tier blockbusters, like those are like big movies people go and see. So I think those are. People sprinted to see Oppenheimer. I I think those are movies that are going to make a lot of money for sure. But when I think about blockbusters, I think about like explosions. And like big. Spielberg. Yeah, Spielberg. I think about like a lot of action, big stakes. Like, yeah. The good guy wins. Oppenheimer you didn't have
1: to see in theaters. I was like
0: a, that I I feel like that could be a whole other podcast, yeah, honestly. Right? Yeah, but anyways, like let's 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 go back off of Damon a little bit. Let's start talk. Let's talk about like the game of poker and like what that entails throughout this movie. When you think of playing poker and cards, like do you think of this as a poker movie or do you think of this as like a character development between two friends? So you know what, uh, I think when I watched this movie for the pod. I actually watched it through the lens of, like, this is a poker movie, and I thought about it kind of similarly to how I think about Coach Carter, where it's like, this is a basketball movie, Mm -hmm. and that's kind of all really Coach Carter is, is it's a basketball movie, and it's a movie about coaching, and, like, but in the recent days leading up to this pod, I kind of took a step back, and I kind of realized that this movie has more to do with, like, organized crime, and, like, betting on yourself, and... Two friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah, friends and chasing your dream and letting certain people out of your life. Being and, a young adult. Yeah, making mistakes. Mm-hmm. Like, I think there's a lot... Actually, am starting to believe that there's a lot more to this movie than just poker. But maybe there's a lot more to poker than I realized. Than just you know, poker? Like,
1: yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what it showed me. It showed me that poker's like not just a game of luck yeah how, how like we play when we're on the table and we put 20 bucks in yeah. it's like yeah all in. i'm kind of done with it it's, like, <laughs> yeah. it's a patient game it's like you have to wait you're like bluffing's a real thing you know it's just like it's actually a game of skill not just hoping you have the best hand
0: so like I- when we play poker it would fall under the definition of what matt damon calls in the movie a home game yeah mm-hmm. so like we've really only played home games with each other whereas there's like so many different kinds of poker games out there yeah. that this movie exposes you to. Does this movie work if the, it's the same movie but you take poker and it's like blackjack? No, no, no. Okay, yeah, what if it's no. like a different, some like crib or like not crib, maybe not crib, but like another sort of like like another sort of card game, another sort of card game like that. I think it would have to there's be presidency. if there's a game. <laughs> yeah. If there's a game that you could make this kind of movie about and it's the same like from a like, gameplay and like skill level i think it would have to be chess mm. cuz these guys are really mm. playing chess with each other yeah. but at the same time culturally you would like chess in america doesn't have the same kind of like organized crime like no underground chess clubs exactly yeah. like with people the kgb are, runs yeah <laughs> exactly you get it yeah. so like maybe if this movie is in like russia In the (laughs) 1970s. (laughs) Like, this is, yeah, I think this is a way cooler movie. Yeah, I agree with all those things. Like, I think that this movie is so much more to poker. Like, there's so much more to the movie than just, like, what it seems on the surface. And I think that you get that in a bunch of rewatches. Because I'm really interested to think when we talk about it, like, the friendship between Worm and Damon is just, like, it's interesting. It's really interesting. So, yeah, that's all I got to say. You guys got anything else before we get to categories? Nope. Yeah, no, let's, let's right. get into it. Take a quick break and uh, we'll hit the categories. All right, we're back with Mount Rushmore. We give our top four scenes and then we debate and try to pick the best scene of the movie. The first one I have is the first time Damon goes down, and we meet Malkovich, and he gets just wiped, and it's that first line of the movie when he's walking out, and he's just like, if you're, at a, if you're at, I said at the top, but if you're at, like, the table, and you don't know who the sucker is, then you're probably the sucker. Okay, let me ask you something, Ben, because you play poker, you know poker. When you watched that scene for the first time, were you thinking, oh, fuck, KGB's got the aces here? Like, did you did you mm, think about that? Yeah, like I knew he. I thought that he was gonna have a better hand. Mm. I didn't know about yeah, uh, yeah. That was like that. That was always in my mind whenever I watched. He so. had aces. I, so, like, I always forget what cards he actually has until like the turn comes, and I'm like, oh my god. <laughs>
1: what he does has, he have again? He has
0: that hand. So, uh... Damon has. Ace seven, yeah, and like two sevens come up, and he has the full house with sevens and aces, yeah. And there's only that one hand that could beat him in that instance because he can't have the four sevens because Damon has one yeah. of the sevens, mm-hmm. so it had to be pocket aces that he had, yeah, and he had the bullets, okay. Anyway, so <laughs> Malkovich is the Bad best man. man in this movie, he is so funny, dude. <laughs> I don't like he is the best, he is like perfect for this role, anyways. We can talk about this later, but. My next one is, like, my the first card games with Worm. So, not, not pick them up from the jail, not the card conversation. Like, when they go into that house, and there's that first... They're playing the games, and the camera is working, man. Mm. Close shops on everyone's like, like, basically, this part of your... Like, I'm just pointing to my eyes, but it's so cool, man. And they're playing... It's like
1: when Matt Damon leaves and comes
0: back. Yeah, that's the one he talks about, right? And they're like,
1: and they just work the room. Yeah, they work. He sits down and they're doing signals, like putting the cards on top of it. You have a good hand. Yeah, you're just bluffing everything. He's like acting like he's losing. Yeah, yeah, that's my Ben's right
0: though. That it feels like somebody set a metronome to go like really fast, and like that scene is just going like, yeah, yeah, like that's 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 good stuff. I'm jumping way ahead, so I'm going game and when they go to Binghamton... And they got cleaned out. And Norton, like, and they're playing... With the cops? The cops, yeah. Mm, yep. And they get their ass kicked. And, like, Worm gets caught with the like what he's doing with the cards. And then the last one I have is the final poker game. Which, yeah, is great. I feel like after you guys say your scenes, I really want to break down the final game. Kay. 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 Okay. Anyways, any other scenes you guys got? All mine had to do with the cards. But there's a lot to do with other stuff as well.
1: Um, One of my favorite scenes was when he was telling... uh. I don't know his name in the movie, but it's John Malkovich, no John Tur. Oh, it's...
0: oh, Joey Kanish. Kanish. Yeah, that yeah, man. Joey
1: Kanish, Thank you. When he's telling him about the Johnny Chan game, when he like beat the best poker player yeah. in the world, like when they're at like the pool, when they're at, like yeah, like outside the sauna and yeah. they're talking, that was like a really cool scene to me. Yeah. I just like the whole like, like the back and
0: forth with them was really sweet. And Kanish is just a hilarious, awesome character yeah. too. But yeah. because yeah, that's where you find out where he gets all this confidence from. Exactly. And, yeah. Yeah. He's like, no, I have beat the best in the world. Yeah. I am the best. Yeah. And You're like, oh, oh that's like. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love the judges game, because like that's the first indication that you know that he's like gifted. That's like, the scene you like take that scene out like that's the Goodwill Hunting scene where he's like doing the chalkboard. That's like a very parallel scene. Like you find out he's like a brilliant man. Oh and, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know. Yeah, I like that. Uh, I like the scene where he goes for a drink with the dean. I don't think – he doesn't – no, he does not ask him for the money, but he just kind of sees the dean at the bar and sits down and has a drink with him, and they talk about the dean's life and how he walked away from Mm -hmm. his faith and everything. And I just love – I can't believe we haven't talked about this, but I love when they go to Atlantic City – and they talk about like all the fishes that come through and come to their table and how they're not playing with any of the other players that they know there, but they're not playing against them by yeah. any means. And like the dynamics of poker and stuff and uh, scamming all the tourists. <laughs> like, yeah. that was I thought that was a great scene, but yeah, no, uh, the game for Mike's life mm-hmm. was on my list as that was, well. That was
1: what I was about to bring up too. That was yeah. an awesome scene. Like, just, you can feel, like, the tension in the room in that scene where it's, like, mm-hmm. he's surrounded by all these KGP people who are going to, like, kill him if he doesn't win. Yeah. And then he, like, gets the money. He's like, I'll double down. <laughs> like, yeah, Bro, you were out, man. <laughs> just go. <laughs> go to it, another room, win the money, uh, and just
0: you. Be good. You really feel that dynamic that he's not playing cards anymore. He's playing the guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, he has truly figured the guy out and is playing him now. Mm, like, Yeah. So I think that that's the best scene, right? Yeah, the final scene. The scene. Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you okay? Let's say you take you take Mike out of that scene and you put Worm in that situation. Do you think Worm could have beat, uh, KG like Malkovich? No. I kind of want to say yeah. Like, I truly think that Worm is also a gifted card player and doesn't need to do all of the tricks that he does and he just can't help himself. And that right. if he would just stop, he would still that be was like successful. A, that was like a however many
1: hour game, Worm's too impatient. He shows throughout the movie that he just doesn't have that patience to play one person back and forth for 10 hours. Mm-hmm. He's like, I want to beat you here and now with this hand. Yeah.
0: Mike's right. He, he would Worm play. can't help himself. Yeah. And Worm, like, I don't think could have figured out the guy. He would no. just have just been playing He would have cards. not known his tell. No. I think he could have. I just think he would have rather tried to do some funky stuff with the deck first. That's something that I. That would have been his downfall. That I never, like, when I thought about poker, like, I remember when I first watched this movie, Remember remember there's that scene where they come out of. They're going on, like, that run to get all that money with him and Worm, and they're, like, playing cards all night long, and I'm like, all night, man. Like, I be playing for ten hours? like No, like that's how you grind. Yeah. Like they're like we're grinders. We're not poker players. We're grinders. Where we play poker and after like if we play for like three hours, like hey, I'm kind of bored all in. Yeah. Like twenty bucks is whatever. Like dude, I'm not going all in because I'm bored after three hours and so I have like thousands of dollars. Yeah.
1: What's well, the difference? Yeah. That's usually twenty dollars and fifteen thousand yeah. dollars. Yeah. These
0: guys are locked in like we are on the first hand yeah. but for like 30 hours straight. If yeah. I if I put my savings down on that table, I'm
1: probably be locked in for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: let's go to category 2 is what still works 2 hour movies runtime baby. Perfect. 2 hours on the dot. <laughs> Dude, literally such a good dialogue movie two hours, let's go.
1: Yeah, there wasn't one point in the movie I felt, like, disengaged. No, it was great. Like, the dumb. whole movie was like, oh, I'm locked in, I'm zoned in. Yeah. I didn't lose interest. It was great.
0: Yeah. I love Ed Norton as this character. Like, to me, what makes his character the best in this movie is for one thing, and the other is his voice. Mm. I love him as a voice actor. You know, he's in, like, Sausage Party, that movie. I didn't know he was in Sausage Party. I also didn't know that. So he is, like, the... Uh, like the tortilla and sausage party. Wow. With the accent. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so he, he is him and I think that he's a really good voice actor actually and I think that huh. this is a good like, dude, his voice annoys me, man. Like he's the, he's a worm. Like he is, he is what he is. Like that scene, we didn't even talk about that scene, uh, that scene where he's in jail and he's like gambling all those guys at jail and he gets out of jail and he's just like, yeah, I'm out. He wins all these cigarettes yeah. just to throw them in the garbage. <laughs> I'm that gonna, tells you a lot about I'm him right there. Off on this until the next category. Okay. I just think that his it's his voice that drives the character for me. It's like the he's talking straight out of his, not, his nose all the time. I love it. Um I love the narration in the movie. And I love that it comes from Damon because I feel that it could I think it could have also worked if it came from Worm actually and Worm is talking mm. about Mike but I like that it's coming from himself and we're getting a lot of inner thoughts. Like we're getting all this exposition from his brain. I agree with you wholeheartedly. And most of the time I hate narration, but I feel like the narration in this movie, instead of it being like an exposition dump or like treating the audience, like they're super dumb. like uh-huh. It educates you a little bit about poker, but like it also makes you feel like you're in a, Old school noir movie. Yeah. Like, there's a line where he's like, now the closest thing I get to Vegas is West New York driving this lazy route handed down from Kanish to rounders who forget the cardinal fucking rule. Always leave yourself out. Yeah. Like, that... I almost want to just put a black and white filter on this movie while that's being read to me. (laughs) Like, it's awesome. I think, like... I think they have to give a little, like, I think they have to dumb poker down a little bit in this movie to people for still to enjoy it. But at the same time, I actually appreciate that this movie doesn't hold your hand, like, a ton. And it expects you to be able to understand what's going on. Yeah. For sure. But I also think it does enough that, like, if you
1: didn't know about poker, you could still watch this movie and be fine.
2: Mm -hmm. Like, if you didn't
1: play poker, you could watch
0: this movie and be like, oh, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah um the score i love the score really like the, like the little like it's very like social network to me like the like the little like the whole movie is like it's like the scores tell me the pace i want to go at i got to tell you i thought the score was more subtle than it was in the social net no i agree i agree as well but like the same sort of like tone of music okay that makes sense um i love the ending shot that last shot of him like driving away and like knowing that he has done it. Well, yeah, yeah. I guess he has. I yeah. love that scene because he's
1: like, it looks like his girlfriend wants him back. Yeah, he's like, no, but we will going to Vegas.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, those are my what still works. What do you guys got? Anything else? Uh, you touched everything for me. Uh, Edward Norton. I just wanted to say Edward Norton really works in this movie. I yeah. don't mean to start a fight here, but I. <laughs> I I dug I dug his performance and his character yeah alright let's go to category 3 is cringe moments and before I give you guys the cringe moments let's just do it Mike why don't you like Edward Norton in this movie I don't love him in mostly anything else except for this movie so like
1: so I think the first scene which is kind of I guess what didn't work for me if that was a category Mm -hmm. um the first scene where he's in jail he's playing poker against like all those black guys yeah and like just like what he's saying to them and stuff it's like all right homes like, <laughs> like all that i'm just like it was just cringy to me i'm just like the whole scene that like four minutes was cringy i didn't like it
0: does it reek of white privilege to yeah you? Mm. but that's really why to me And he's
1: even talking about it in the car he's like oh yeah i had to run these black people and then i had to bring it to the white people the same time, i'm not trying to get beat up just like, i just didn't like it
0: but... i think that that's to me like yeah, I agree with you. That's like cringy and stuff, but I—that's why I like Worm because like, he's a worm, man. Like, you're not like, supposed to like him. He's
1: supposed to be cringy. Yeah, and yeah, I get
0: that. He's supposed to be cringy, and dude, it's the voice. I keep going back to the voice. Is that it's just so like, he's so annoying, man. Like he is the punchable guy in a lot of movies. Mm. Maybe that's why I love this movie because I didn't
1: like him. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I wasn't supposed there you, to. Yeah, yeah. There you <laughs> go.
0: Yeah. Um like it comes off the movie comes up it's just like Miramax, Miramax. I knew <laughs> it <laughs> yeah it's like all uh, right I then the last one I had was just like yeah but Worm like he is actually we talked about this on that awkward moment about like Jason being an objectively awful person and being a bad oh. Worm is a horrible friend. yeah that's like the Jason and all that awkward moment was at least debatable yeah but like Worm is a Bad. He's like the definition of toxic, dude. So how long bad know each friend, other? bad guy, yeah. like how long they known each other for? Uh, okay, let's do some math. So they knew each other in high school when they went to the academy together, and he went to prison. He was in Big Boy prison, so it was probably when he was eighteen uh-huh. that he went to jail. Now, uh, Matt Damon graduated and is in law school, so he would have had to get a degree. First and now this is like what do you guys I don't I haven't been to law school yet, so I can't tell you if it's your second or third or whatever year you're actually going to courts and doing stuff, but I would probably venture he's in his like second or third like year. Like they're around of law our school. age, right? In this movie? I would say so. Yeah. I would say early twenties twenties. Yeah, mid twenties, yeah. yeah. So then he would have been in jail for five-ish years? Worm, Worm even
1: brings a couple people up. And says, oh, yeah, I did 18 months with that guy. And then, like, oh, I did a year with that guy. So, clearly, he's in there for quite some Five, time. Five, six, yeah. I would say? So like, yeah. yeah.
0: Also, like, what did he do to get in jail? So, uh, it was... Oh, he fixed a basketball game. They fixed a basketball game, and the point guard came to the athletic director, and, like exposed the whole thing uh-huh. and then they went the the school went to worm and they were like okay give us the people that you're connected to and he didn't and he didn't so they made an example out of him and they gave him the max. That makes me like a more than rat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's why Matt Damon was able to graduate. He was involved, Matt Damon's character was, but that's why he was able to go to law school. And, and that's why Damon that's has why like, this weird soft spot. For him. That's why he feels like, loyal to him, because yeah. yeah. he like didn't rat him out. He did yeah, the time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, you guys got any other cringe moments? Uh, two quick ones. Alarming lack of women in this movie. I can legitimately only think of two women in this movie and they're both trying to sleep with Matt Damon. And when they go to Atlantic City, there's like four, three or four buildings that just have the name Trump on them. And I just think that's aged rather poorly. But like there's, yeah, Trump building here, Trump there, Trump. And it's like, okay, yeah, we get it. You own a bunch of buildings in Atlantic City. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah that's my cringe moments all right let's go to category four is who is the most dateable character and why i like 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 i don't know no like joe i guess like his girl no not joe let okay. me tell you why okay because she went through his shit when he was in the shower absolutely not that's because he had this bad addiction to gambling and she was trying
1: to make sure he wasn't gambling.
0: but yeah and he just I understand was gone that. all
1: night and then came home and was like yeah, I was doing anything but, so yeah. the shower but
0: go through his pockets that's just, yeah, just I don't just oh, I don't like that. I agree with you that there's no dateable people in this in this movie so I'm gonna take a stretch. Are you guys ready to stretch with me? Kanish. Dean Petrovsky, Dean Petrovsky yeah. I think Matt Damon's a datable person in this movie. Aside from his, like, huge addiction, but, like, if he's up,
1: he's up. Yeah, but he's not an addiction if he's not gambling. Yeah, he's not gambling, You know you're going to (laughs) win. Exactly. (laughs) But he's, like, he, like, shows loyalty throughout the movie. He shows he'll do whatever it takes. He's clearly smart. He's clearly a very smart person. Yep.
0: I guess it's on you whether you want to get yourself involved. Would you want your daughter to date, uh... Mike. His name's Mike, the character. Yeah. Yeah. Um... Shit. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wouldn't, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know, young Dean Petrovsky? No, I, that could be something. He's got some real values, you yeah, know. He's, a, sure. he's just a he's a good man. Alright. Let's go to category five. Is what's up with that? Are we talk about any plot holes or any questions we have about the movie? Where could we put Ben Affleck? <laughs> is Why is he in this movie? <laughs> Just give him a Red Sox hat and tell him go nuts. <laughs> where, dead serious, where can we put him in this movie? Okay, if we're trying to put him in this movie, I bet you that he's in the group, like in law school, like he's in that like circle that's going to court with the girlfriend, mm-hmm. and he's like that bad influence friend that's like, dude, why haven't you got back into Texas Hold'em? Dude, go back into Texas hold him. you were been, so good at it.
1: He could have been sitting
0: at the table, and
1: he could have been the one to spot worm cheating at, like, the stage. That's a one. good
0: one. Like, he could have been the shark at the table. I was like, hey, hey yeah. you, know, yeah. you suck. Yeah. <laughs> I, I like him more as the, like, uh, law school student that's going to cover for Matt Damon. Like, yeah. he's just got his back. Because yeah. Ben Affleck always has Matt Damon's back in movies. But uh-huh. that's also a really good spot good for him. One, I like that. Um, so there you go, Ben. You have two options. Kay. All right. I'll just I'll put that up with my PR. Paper. <laughs> Do you guys find this movie realistic? Yes. Yeah, for sure. Like, if they, at the end of the movie, for some dumb reason, they would be like, this was based on a full true story. You believe it? Yes. Yeah,
1: i get behind that. Okay.
0: Do you think that they should have literally died when they got, like, when they got beat up after Binghamton, like, dude, they should have died?
1: No. I, I was, I had a thought. I think, uh, Worm should have died in the movie. Like, I think it would have been, like like they don't get the money because they get jumped then they kill Worm They're like you have till tomorrow and then he goes to play the game it would have added that like extra dramatic effect to the movie Whoa. rather than just Whoa. like where's Worm oh we're good now like you know what I mean yeah Worm just you just like they have he that just, fight and then you never see him again never see him again yeah, yeah.
0: Yep. yeah. wow I don't question. even wow that's amazing sorry you had a question I think it was oh yes it's a question no, like, just, like did you find it realistic Oh, yeah, no, I definitely found it realistic. Okay. Oh, sorry, they should have died is what I meant. Like, do you think they should have... When they got beat up, I thought oh, like the way that they were getting beat up, I'm like, right. why are you not no, dead? No, 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 Ben, if anybody knows how to beat somebody up without killing them, it's a motherfucking policeman. True, true, that. <laughs> that's true, that's true. <laughs> um, how realistic was, like, the law school? I felt like, like that was very unrealistic. It, you know, you have to be a very... Speaking from experience, you have to be a very, very special kind of student to have access to deans and judges gifted, to like, be able to walk into like your dean and a bunch of other academia people playing poker. Like that's insane. Like I highly doubt any student would be able to be able to know that that game is going on, let alone watch and play a hand. There's like, only two movie characters of all time who could who could do that: Mike McDermott and Will Hunting. I bet you uh, I bet you the guy from Catch Me If You Can could pull that off too do you guys have any other uh, plot holes or questions I got one small plot hole
1: Um, right before the State Trooper game they're getting shaved yes and then at the State Trooper game Worm has a full beard
0: I'll tell there's a reason for that after Oh, is there? There's really? a huge reason for it. I, what is it? Tell us. I'll tell you Freaks and Geeks. It's okay. a whole like thing. All right, Freaks all right. yeah. There's a reason uh, for that. There's another one where uh, it's just like the continuity guy. My dad always taught me to look for this because whenever we watch movies, he worked on movies and he would always say the hardest working person is the continuity guy. Like, where is the glass on the table exactly? Mm-hmm. Which hand is somebody holding the glass in? Like, the, that kind of stuff. That when... Uh, Worm there's a dude that beats up Worm over and over again in this movie and I forget his name he's like KGB's guy yeah. Like the, he's a little the, bit of a side the, the character the greasy one Yeah. he's like he's yeah. there at the end of the movie too yeah there's a scene where when Matt Damon's like let me do the talking please and then as soon as Worm opens his mouth he's got that toothpick in his mouth and the guy grabs it out of his mouth and throws it away and like smacks him or whatever and then they cut and like he still has the toothpick in his mouth that's stuff uh, like i never noticed like little like i like, never noticed that i love looking for i love bad. looking at that stuff like, <laughs> movies, like you like... brought that up in happy Gilmore, too, like the plug-in thing yeah. i'm like never noticed it <laughs> yeah. but if a movie is over two and a half hour dude god damn <laughs> <start. laughs> yeah all right uh anything else no all right we'll take a quick break and then we'll hit freaks and geeks all right we're back with category six freaks and geeks we're completely nerdo with camera angles weird quirks about the movie etc etc Matt Damon and Edward Norton played the 10,000 buy-in, no-limit Texas Hold'em championship event at the 1998 World Series of Poker in Las Vegas. During the first of four days, Damon had pocket kings and was knocked out by former world champion and poker legend Doyle Brunson, who held pocket aces. Matt Damon said in an interview that getting Malkovich was a big deal for the film. So much so that on the first take, Malkovich did a very cartoonish and over-the-top performance at the end, of which the whole crew applauded and praised him for being how brilliant it was. At which point, Damon looked Malkovich like very confused, and Malkovich, seeing him looking confused, leaned over and said, I am a terrible actor. Matt Damon said Malkovich was trying to show him that if you get to that point where no one gives you a straight answer, it's dangerous. Mm. Right before Worm was seen released from jail, you see that he shaved his goatee off. This was the same goatee that Norton featured in American History X, which had filmed months prior to this film. You also see that his hair is shorter than the rest of the film, and that was a result of hair, his hair growing back after completely shaving it off for the entirety of American History X. So, yeah. True. Yeah. That's why that happened. That's why that happened. That's why he, like, the, it's weird. But yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Do you guys have any other Freaks and Geeks stuff? I definitely do. Um, about a couple shots that I want to talk about. Uh, about 45 minutes into the movie, uh, right after Worm gets beat up, Matt Damon is when he's walking towards uh, the bar that the dean is at. And he, wa- like, he jaywalks and he walks through this crosswalk in New York uh, City that says, Don't walk. it's just a very aesthetically pleasing shot it's like a wallpaper type thing and i love the close-up of kgb splitting the oreo yeah that's like his tail like he he splits the oreo at the last poker game and that's very cool shot as well cool picture um, All right, next time we play poker, guys, I'm bringing a rack of Oreos. <laughs> Do not touch. <laughs> I'm going to make man weird.
1: I'll have, like, specific Doritos.
0: Yeah. Like, I'll have two bags. I'll take one when I have a good hand. I'll take the other one when I have a bad hand. <laughs> Break it in half. <laughs> um, I just wanted to say that it sounds like that the law school students are working on a really, really cool case... That has to do with gerrymandering, institutional racism, and 99% of a student body being white. I thought that was really, really interesting and could have had more time on it, but we're... Especially 1998. I know. Like, this yeah. very progressive and very, very cool case. Okay. Um, uh, when the cop... I can't help myself, but when the cop shows over the card that is the damning evidence that, like, the, that worm is, like, fixing the deck he's like oh is this card gonna help you and he shows the ace of spades Mm -hmm. which is known as the dead man's card which is actually also the card that edward norton tattooed tattooed. yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. dead man's card and my last one is you guys know there's that boxing match going on in the background Mm -hmm. while uh, in kgb's place Mm -hmm. when they're playing poker would anybody like to venture a guess who is boxing in that? Because I found out. Is it like 98, I don't know like Tyson? Floyd Money Mayweather. It was Floyd? It was Floyd. Oh. Floyd Mayweather. That was fighting not my first guess. Jesus Chavez. Would mm-hmm. anyone like to guess who won that fight? <laughs> <Well>. Floyd. <laughs> yes! Oh <laughs> right, yeah. You guys got anything else? Let's go to category 7 is the Brad Pidward for best quote. Go around the circle. Listen, if you can't spot the sucker in the first 30 minutes at the table, then you are the sucker. Hell no. We get to Steinbrenner in the third year of law school. (laughs) (laughs) Ben took my original quote. My second one was,
1: you got to fold the hands, you won't win. Or you can't win, sorry. That was what Matt Damon's girlfriend said.
0: I want him to think I'm pondering the call But I'm really thinking about Vegas And the fucking Mirage (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is another like super Noir like narration but Worm and I fall into our old rhythm Like Clyde Frazier and Earl the Pearl Monroe We bring out all The old school tricks (laughs) Just walking in here makes me queasy The brick walls, the fucking mopes at the tables The musty smell, I feel like Buckner Walking back into shit (laughs) Generally, the rule is, the nicer guy, the poorer the card player. And these guys, despite being cops, are real sweethearts. (laughs) (laughs) Just like a young man coming in for a quickie. I feel so unsatisfied. (laughs) (laughs) Here's another bad, uh, bad Russian accent for you. And in my club, I will splash the pot whenever the fuck... I please. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Dude, they must have, like, shot those scenes, like, a hundred times. Oh, my God. Okay. I had a Freaks and Geeks that I, like, totally forgot about. I'm just going to throw it in here. But John Malkovich, to work on his Russian accent, he gave his lines to an old Russian lady and got her to read his lines for him, and he would say them back mimicking her accent. And that's how he got his Russian accent for the... For the movie. That's awesome. That's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> Such a John Malkovich thing to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's on my quotes. Yeah, same. Thing. I think the best quote is like the listen if you can't spot the sucker in the first 30 minutes. Yeah, oh. for sure. That yeah. was yeah, that's like the first line of the movie, too. Just like, all right, here we go.
1: Yeah, that's probably the
0: best quote, yeah. but my favorite still. Then never? Fuck. <laughs> <back." laughs> Uh, category 8 is the blind pig award for the character you want to hang out with for one night and one night only. What do you guys think? Okay. Aside from Barbara and Petra because they're both just intoxicating baddies Joey Kanish seems like a really cool guy and that I would have a fun time hanging out with him for one night. Him and I can get into some trouble and have some fun. I like Joey Kanish.
1: I had Joey or Worm for no, one night, I feel like you, you, you could you can have a like you could have a night. You have a night. Like, you're <laughs> having a night.
0: I'm gonna come back with injuries after Yeah, but like worm you'll warm, never dude.
1: forget that night.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd wanna be friends with Mike. Like I think I'd have to actually get along with him. But worm is yeah, I, like worm or Joy Kanish but worm would be like an electric night. Like uh, Joey Kanish is the kind of guy where like might I'll steal all your money. Like yeah. I'll learn some life lessons in a good way. Yeah, <laughs> like, I don't want a blind pig.
1: I'm not trying to learn life lessons.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm trying to find a
1: poker game and win fifty thousand dollars. <laughs> 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 yeah. Teach me how to fix
0: this. All right, I changed my mind. It's Worm. I like Worm. All right. Category nine is the Al Pacino Award for overacting. It's got to be Malkovich in like a I'm, really good way. I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah. Like yeah. his his acting is awful. I- and. It's, it's just, but it's, it's great. It literally, it just fits in. He's giving her though. Right? Yeah. He's going hard. Yeah. Like you could uh, he's also very like Nick Cagey where like you get his best effort, man. At yeah. All times. It's a little
1: cartoony, yeah. but
0: it works. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: The one I had for overreacting was, uh, we talked about him earlier, like greasy guy who's like throughout the yeah. movie, whatever yeah. his name is, right at the end when Matt Damon wins. He's like,
0: fuck, and <laughs> just flips the table. Yeah.
1: You're like, so unnecessary, <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> It's not even your money that you yeah. lost. <laughs> like, he, just really wanted yeah, yeah. he just wanted to like, beat like, the guy up like, some more. Yeah, he just like, really wanted to catch a body. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, category 10 is the McLovin Award for the actor or actress who never misses in limited screen time. Give or take 15, 20 minutes. My two nominees are uh, Martin Lando, who plays the prof at the Dean. Mm-hmm. And Malkovich. Really? He's only in it for two scenes. I would have thought that Malkovich didn't qualify. If think- if Malkovich qualifies, I'll give him the award. But I had Joey Kanish for my. McLennan. I think Kanish is in it more than Malkovich. He's in like a handful. Well, he, he has, has more sh- scenes, but has- I bet you he has less screen time. Yeah,
1: like he's only in two mm. scenes, but all of Joey's scenes are like, like a second. That sauna
0: scene. How long do you think that is? But even not like, that long. Even
1: half that sauna scene is like. Hands to another scene. Yeah, you know what true. I mean. It's not even all him.
0: All right, let's give it to Joey Kanish. All right, I give it to Joey. I'm all happy. Category right. uh, eleven is the Brooks Hatlin Award for how much jail time for someone who has not seen this movie. Mike, what would you do? As someone who watched it two days ago. <laughs> yeah, I feel like no jail time. <laughs> no, I'd say i
1: say a solid six months. A solid six months with bail. Yeah. six months with bail. Okay.
0: I like the bail. That's a good one. I like Mickey. that. Uh, five years with parole. And I want to go higher, but like this is really the category where I'm stuck on this being a poker movie. So I'm going to say five years with the parole condition being that you know who Edward Norton and Matt Damon are. You've seen their movies. You're familiar with them. Because I think if you haven't seen this movie... Or, sorry if you haven't seen Norton and Damon before, that this is an awesome movie for you to watch and figure out who both of these guys are. Yeah. Yeah. I had 10. 10 years. And uh, I just think that, like, there's so much, like, we talked, there's so much more theme to this movie and stuff. And I think that it's also a very interesting, like, dialogue. Like, I think it's a very interesting script as well. Agreed. Like, yeah. But oh. uh, that's just me. So I guess Mike, 10 years, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> well, I actually think six months of bail. So. <laughs> Category twelve is scenes you wish you saw. Mickey got any scenes you wish you saw? Yeah, I want. I wish we could have seen Worm and Mike as kids like hustling. That would be cool, like hustling like like pine cones or something. Yeah, like good like, like, sc- like gummy bears yeah. or like candy or something in grade school and maybe like see how they got big and But they only meet in high school they they tell you that yeah way. you're right so like i w- i would have liked to have seen like <clears throat> how they got to the point like where beer it to got party. too big yeah like that would have been
1: cool yeah that was actually i had that for my next one
0: the elevator pitch for yeah. my elevator pitch was like i had in high school yeah.
1: learning how to like read cards and like do the card tricks and like pull from the bottom and like that would be cool like you know like just like Kind of like a focus type movie. Yeah, Yeah. there's like sleight of hand and all that. It'd be cool to watch them learn all that stuff.
0: That would be cool. That's a good like sequel movie. So like our prequel, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, so what are the tricks that he does? So he does, he does like pulls from the bottom. Oh, dude, I couldn't even tell you like how he does half of this. I know, but like he pulls from the bottom, and what what's the other one he does that like that? And then they do like the tells, like I have good hand. Well, he can like no he does chip signals yeah so like depending on where he puts his chips and stuff is so like if he has a bad
1: hand he'll put his chips on his cards Okay. okay he has a good hand it won't be on his cards or like whatever it would be yeah and then he can also this thing if he sees an ace of spades he can shuffle it and have the ace of spades on the top yeah so he knows where the ace of spades is going
0: yeah that's so insane. Dude. Crazy shit. Imagine <laughs> if we were just doing that with each other. I'd, like. Did I
1: wish I could just count my man, cards yeah.
0: and uh, give myself an ace.
1: <laughs> myself an ace.
0: <laughs> all right, all in. <laughs> like, and that's what he's working on in jail. Yeah. He's like, dude, look, I'm I'm invisible with this <laughs> stuff. Like, uh, I mean, that's the place to do when you got nothing else to do. Yeah. I been yeah. five years. Mm-hmm. January 14 is, uh, would you watch this as a Broadway musical? Oh, I think we skipped the elevator pitch. Well, we, he did his elevator pitch. I have an elevator oh, pitch. So I want to get my elevator pitch off. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm pitching this to you guys right now. I want to make a miniseries. It's a prequel. And it's called Worm. Yeah. And we make it about Edward Norton as a young guy. And miniseries is a little misleading. I want to make it a TV series. I want three seasons. Okay. Season one is when him and Matt Damon first meet and they both find out that they're card playing prodigies and they make their like they make a reputation for themselves. Season 2 is when the sky starts falling down and like they crack down on him and he takes the rap and he doesn't snitch and like he has the whole like, "Okay, I'm going to do this." And then season 3 is just jail. Just him in jail. I kinda
1: like that, because you could make him from being this like bad person throughout the whole movie, you can make you see like the reason why he's like that. Yeah. Yeah. Like it can make him it could turn him into a good person, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. He has like a motive for what he's doing basically. Exactly. Like, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Give some backstory. Like even talk about how like his dad used to beat him up. Like yeah. you open up that first season with like his dad just like rocking him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I like that
0: man. Thank you. Good pitch. Good pitch. Okay, category 14 is uh, Would you watch this as a Broadway musical? No. I don't know how you would. Nah, yeah, I probably would I don't know how you on. make a musical. Yeah, I don't think it works. All right, category 15 is The Schindler's List to Super Bad Rewatchability Scale. With Schindler's List being Great Movie, 0 to 10, Super Bad, 10 out of 10, Super Rewatchable. Where do you guys have this? I got it right in the middle. I put it at a 5.
1: I don't need to watch it again, but I will watch it a couple more times. You know what, that's actually,
0: that's kind of fair. I wouldn't say it's a five, but I out of all of the movies that I've ever done for what's in the pod, I actually have it right in the middle. So, mm-hmm. I've seen cases for this being like a 10 out of 10 rewatchable. To me, it's just not fun enough to be a super bad
1: well, you can't just put it on in the background. It's not one of those movies you just go yeah. on and like have it on. It's yeah. like one of those movies you kinda have of to sit down and like You're watching. Tell people to be yeah. quiet.
0: Yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm having a great time watching this, but I wouldn't say that I'm having fun and that if I want to have a super fun time, that I want a bunch of people around to watch rounders. So I gave it a get out on a super bad to Schindler's list scale. Yeah. Which is about a seven, seven and a half, probably close seven and a half. I have it at like eight, nine. Okay. And obviously, I've watched it like five times. Since You're weird selection. though. There yeah. are some movies that are absolutely not rewatchable that Ben will watch four times in one day. Like, yeah, I love this movie. Like, I, I just like really, really like scripts. Like, I really like well written scripts. And I feel like this is a well written script and a well written story about like well written characters makes sense that's what I like about movies let's go to category 16 is the MVP of the movie whether that be an actor an actress director screenplay writer cinematographer whatever here are your three nominees Uh, Brian Koppelman and what's his name David Levian they wrote it Matt Damon and poker just poker okay alright interesting yeah wait poker could be the MVP of this movie (laughs) yeah yeah (laughs) I think we have to give it to Matt Damon based solely on the fact that he did all of the narration in this movie, and mm-hmm. that so much of this movie is just Matt Damon talking. So that's my case for giving the MVP to Damon. Like I have Matt Damon just for, yeah, it's his movie. He carried it. I agree. I'm a Matt. I'm Matt Damon on this as well. I think that carries it. Starts a great career for himself. Like. It's great. I think that Matt Damon does a really good job at Rounders, and I think that he should win. That's it. That's all I gotta say. Thanks for doing rounders, you guys.
1: Thank you for having us. You're yeah. Welcome. We'll see you guys later awesome. in
0: the in the season. Yeah. And uh yeah, see you guys around. Looking forward to it. As always, I'll give you guys the quote for the next week's movie. Next week's movie, I'm taking a little spin. I'm doing an episode where I'm gonna talk about the art of of creating a great TV show episode. And I'm going to be using an episode from the TV show New Girl to talk about the art of two characters in an episode and how you can make that elongate over over a whole series. So here's your quote from that episode. I gave you cookie, you gave me cookie. I got you cookie, you gave me cookie. Okay, see you guys next week. Peace. still here? It's over. Go to bed. Go to work. Go. I'll be here next week. Go. Bye.